Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from the lands of the Gadigal people. Just to let you know, ABC News Daily is on a summer break until the 23rd of January. But for the next few weeks, we're bringing back some of our favourite episodes from 2022. Have a great summer and we'll see you next year. Can you imagine if an Australian Prime Minister broke strict COVID-19 lockdown rules, held more than a dozen parties at the lodge, was fined by police for breaking the law and still managed to keep the job? Well, in the UK, that's what Boris Johnson's pulled off, for now. Today, the chief political commentator at The Independent, John Rental, on the boozy Downing Street nights and the no-confidence motion the UK leader narrowly survived. I'm John Rental, chief political commentator for The Independent in London. John, it's not been a great week for Boris Johnson. I gather... The tipping point came when he arrived for a church service in London. Well, that was the uh, Queen's Jubilee celebrating uh, 70 years of her reign. Uh, There was a Thanksgiving service at uh, St Paul's Cathedral, uh, which she didn't actually attend, but uh, there were a lot of uh, politicians and uh, other dignitaries and other members of the royal family who did attend. Uh, and the scene outside the cathedral actually sort of turned into uh, a bit of a sort of Roman uh, Colosseum, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, because the crowd cheered the people they liked, which included, surprisingly, Meghan Markle and uh, Harry, um, and booed and whistled at the person they didn't like, who was Boris Johnson. Uh, I mean, we knew that Boris Johnson was unpopular, but it, uh, it did seem to sort of trigger and symbolise his unpopularity and it really deeply unsettled Conservative MPs. Okay, well let's come to the Conservative MPs and how they were feeling in a minute but John, I need you now to take me back to when things started to unravel for Boris Johnson because he won an election in 2019 in a landslide so he was obviously pretty popular. This One Nation Conservative government has been given a powerful new mandate. When was the first sign that things were kind of running off track? Uh, Well, things started to go wrong for Boris Johnson almost uh, straight away after his uh, great election victory. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was remarkable. He was the only person who could have done that. He he persuaded the other parties to let him have an election, uh, which allowed him to get Brexit done, which Mm -hmm. had previously been deadlocked in Parliament. And yet, within a couple of months of, uh, of that election victory, coronavirus mm-hmm. swept the world. Uh, his response to it was, uh, was a little uh, unsteady and confused. Time has now come for us all to do more. That is why people will only be allowed to leave their home for the following very limited purposes. Shopping for basic necessities as infrequently as possible. And the people in in number ten, including the prime minister, they weren't sure what the what the laws that they had passed mm-hmm. on, uh, on 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 restrictions on behaviour, they weren't very sure about how those laws applied to them, mm-hmm. um, and so there was a sort of ticking time bomb under 
Boris Johnson's government for a long time because there had been uh, various gatherings in in Downing Street which turned out much later to have been against the law uh, that Boris Johnson himself passed. Uh, But it took a very long time for all that to unravel. A story started to emerge about a Christmas party in uh, number 10... Uh, in 2020, uh, when we'd gone back into lockdown. Have you lied to the public, Prime Minister? For days, Boris Johnson has been denying his staff flouted coronavirus rules last year. Um, And a video emerged uh, of uh, the Prime Minister's spokesman doing a rehearsal for a news conference. I've just seen reports on Twitter that there was a Downing Street Christmas party on Friday night. Do you recognise those reports? (laughs) I went home. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Um, Just run me through that. <laughs> it was a uh, it was a mock press conference um, because Allegra Stratton had been appointed as the Prime Minister's spokesperson, and the plan was for her to hold regular TV briefings. So to prepare for that, the team in uh, in Ten Downing Street set up a mock uh, news conference uh, and recorded it on video, uh, and uh, asked Allegra Stratton. Uh, awkward questions to sort of test how good she would be. Um, ask anybody have any questions today. And one of those awkward questions was, does the Prime Minister approve of the fact that there was a Christmas party uh, during lockdown last Friday? Would the Prime Minister condone uh, having a Christmas <laughs> What's the answer? I don't know. I didn't... Wasn't the party, it was cheese and wine. Just clear, <laughs> <not>. <laughs> Is cheese and wine all right? No. It was a business meeting. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> this is recorded. This fictional party was a business meeting. <laughs> And it was not socially distanced. Uh, And when that video finally emerged um, a year later, um, the whole house came down. I mean, uh, you know, the the, the country was absolutely outraged. Uh, Boris Johnson was forced to apologise in the House of Commons. Mr Speaker, I want to apologise. I know that millions of people across this country have made extraordinary sacrifices. Allegra Stratton uh, resigned, gave a tearful statement saying how upset she was. My remarks seemed to make light of the rules. Rules that people were doing everything to obey. That was never my intention. But by then it was too late, really. I gather then, though, things unravel a bit more. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, then there was a series of revelations about... Uh, gatherings in number 10 which appeared to be uh, contrary to the to the guidelines and, and even the law at the time will the prime minister tell the house whether there was a party in downing street on the 13th of november no but i'm sure that in, in whatever happened uh, the guidance was followed and so there were a number of these gatherings in uh, in number 10, uh, so many, in fact, that uh, the civil service uh, w- investigated. In findings by senior civil servant Sue Gray, there were at least 16 parties at Boris Johnson's offices and residences. And passed on some of the information to the police who then decided to launch their investigation, which ended up with uh, with Boris Johnson becoming the first prime minister to have, uh, to have committed a criminal offence. Mm. The prime minister's wife was given a fine and so was Rishi Sunak. The Chancellor, um, I mean, 83 people uh, were fined for their behaviour during various uh, lockdowns in in, uh, Downing Street. Okay, but Boris Johnson is still Prime Minister. He's been fined by the police, (laughs) which is quite frankly extraordinary. 
I mean, what's Boris Johnson saying at this time? Well, his line was very simply that at the time he uh, it never occurred to him that that would have been against the law. I mean, this is a law that he passed himself. Mm. Number 10 is a big department with the gardeners as an extension of the office, which has been in constant use because of the role of fresh air in stopping the virus. And when I went into that garden just after six on the 20th of May 2020 to thank groups of staff before going back into my office 25 minutes later to continue working, I believed implicitly that this was a work event. Now, his argument uh, is that he was uh, raising, keeping morale up, that he was, he was thanking the troops uh, who'd been working extremely hard. He proposed a toast, uh, thanked everyone and went back to his work. I should have found some other way to thank them. And I should have recognised that even if it could be said technically to fall within the guidance, there would be millions and millions of people who simply would not see it that way. Let's come back now to this week. The threshold of 15% of the parliamentary party seeking a vote of confidence in the Prime Minister has been passed. Therefore, a vote of confidence will take place... Uh, you know, I guess the question is, why did it take so long to bring on a no-confidence motion? It seems <laughs> to us strange that a Prime Minister remains in that position given all of this evidence against him. <laughs> well, because party loyalty is uh, is is very strong mm. and the... The real difficulty that the, uh, that the that Prime Minister's critics have uh, is that they don't have someone to replace him with. Uh, I think he came very close to being ousted in January uh, when, uh, when these revelations first came out were first an outrage was at its peak. Uh, because at that time, Rishi Sunak, the Chancellor of the Exchequer, was uh, was extremely popular, uh, and it would have been fairly straightforward for the Conservative Party to have swapped one leader for another. Uh, but since then, he's he's introduced a very unpopular budget, uh, and uh, he suddenly went from from hero to zero, uh, which means that the the Prime Minister's critics didn't have a uh, didn't have an alternative candidate, and that was what was really holding a lot of Tory MPs back. Uh, and it took time for those Conservative MPs to screw up their courage to the sticking point. Mm, and then no confidence vote. How did that go? What were the numbers? And the numbers were 211 for the Prime Minister and 148 uh, against him. Therefore, I can announce that the Parliamentary Party does have confidence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge, uh, a huge no vote. Uh, more than 40% of, uh, of, of Tory MPs voted no, uh, and that means that although obviously he can carry on and under the rules, there can't be another no-confidence vote for, for a year, uh, but he carries on knowing that uh, you know, nearly half of his, of his parliamentary party are, are, are against him and that's going to act like a, a ball and chain round his ankles. Ultimately, what's your prediction? Will Partygate be his ultimate undoing or can he really, you know, survive this? We don't know where this is going to lead, but I think the, the damage is done by the, uh, by, the, by the revelation of lockdown-breaking parties. He can't win the next election for the Conservatives. So the only question is when, when they change leader. Uh, and actually, there are good arguments, I think, for leaving it until quite close to the general election. I mean, uh, doing what the Labour Party in Australia did with Bob Hawke, for example, who was, who was drafted in uh, three weeks before the vote. 
John Rentall is the chief political commentator at The Independent. Boris Johnson is due to face an election in 2024. This episode was produced by Flint Duxfield. Additional production by Sydney Peed and Chris Dengate, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. Over the weekend, catch This Week with Linda Mottram. She'll have a look at the start of the hearings into the January 6th attack on the US Capitol and global food shortages as the war drags on in Ukraine. Find it on the ABC Listen app. I am Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again on Monday. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.